Often when we think about education, it's easy to think about it in a future mindset. We're preparing the child for a career, or we're trying to get them ready for further education, or whatever the goal is in the future. But a Charlotte Mason education is also focused on the here and now. Let's talk about how Charlotte Mason focuses on that aspect. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Joining me today is my friend and coworker, Laura Pitney. Laura, I recently was reading a book, uh, When Children Love to Learn, and there was a quote in there that really stood out to me, and I'd like us to discuss it today. Sure. All right? Let's hear it. All right, it goes like this. What we are about is not some misty future preparation for our children. Education is not a life later. It is life now. That's really good. <laughs> I thought, yeah, it just it struck me so much that when we think about education, we often think about the future goal, and we're just laying the foundation for that future. But there's so much to education right now. Yeah, I think that there is definitely value in remembering why we're doing what we're doing now instead of letting all the future things dictate our decisions now. I think it's a proper balance, of course, but there's value in remembering that that today is today and to focus on the season you're at with your children now versus only thinking about future. Yeah, Charlotte yeah. was so well balanced yeah. in all these aspects. And even in this one, mm -hmm. her type of education does prepare a child yes. for the future. Yes. Um, but it's not only the future oriented. Yeah. So when I was mulling over that quote, mm -hmm. I thought about a Charlotte Mason education in a couple of ways. One is that it is very much person focused, mm -hmm. that it's the whole person and we are educating, we are nourishing mm -hmm. the mind, the spirit, the soul, the body in whatever stage we are. Yeah. It's not utilitarian. Right. You know, right. how am I going to use this in the future? Right. It is, how does this nourish the child now? Right. And if we have that perspective that our children, we're teaching the whole person, not just their mind or not just their spirit or not just taking care of them physically, I just think it helps us enjoy what we're doing a little bit more and not just get so bogged down on the checklist or what they need to know. If we do this, it will make them this kind of person because mm. there's so much grace that should be there with that too. So I think for us as, as the teacher, as the parent, if we remember, it's not always about getting the hundred or getting the assignment done or, you know, accomplishing, you know, these three books in this quarter or whatever, however we look at that, but it's about our child and what they take from it, how they're soaking it in, how they're applying it, all the things. I just think that that helps us stay motivated and inspired and not just get so, I don't know, bogged down, I guess, with the just the education side of it. And I think it's also what you just mentioned is a good reminder of why we include a wide range of subjects. Yeah. 
because to nourish that child requires not just an information dump. Right. Or assuming we know what they're interested in. Good point. You know, I feel like for me, I've made decisions that, oh, this sounds amazing. I love this book or this topic is so fascinating, but it wasn't the right fit for my children. And And vice versa. It's like, oh, this will never interest them because it doesn't interest me. Right. And lo and behold, they take to it and love it. Yeah. 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 So I think there's, you know, that's another reason to make sure we keep it you know, person-based and not just the checklist or what somebody else tells us we should do. And showing respect to that child mm-hmm. at whatever age they are, if they express, you mm-hmm. know, I don't really like the artwork of this artist, mm-hmm. that's fine. We're not saying they're going to dictate the lessons. Right. <laughs> But they can express their opinion. Right. And, you know, we can take that into consideration when we do the next artist. Or they can, I guess it's all about respecting that child as a person now because we are nourishing them now. Yeah. With that wide variety. It's not just, well, that's what Charlotte was up against, come Mm -hmm. to think of it. The view that children were not completely persons yet. Right. They were incomplete persons because they hadn't reached a certain age. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they're incomplete, it's just that they're inexperienced. Right, right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so life now. We're giving them those life-giving ideas to nourish them now, mm-hmm. not just giving them information that will hopefully help them in the future. Right, and I think that you know there's value in understanding where our children are at as far as if they do, um, if they are exposed to this wide variety, and let's say they do latch on to a concept or an idea, you know, we have freedom to help nourish that specific thing. So as they get older and age up, if that interest still develops, you know, that's when we can consider, oh, would you think you would ever want to do a career in this? Or would you want to get further education in this or college or whatever it is? So um, I think there's a beauty in helping the kids be exposed to so many different things that once they find a niche, then as we parent them, as they get older, we can help them make decisions and decide what to do later. But it's not the end goal to start with. Yes. Um, Yes. And I think that's what this quote is talking about is, you know, if we're educating and teaching them with these foundational ideas I think it naturally leads into helping them decide about careers and future things anyway. Yes. I recently read a book that was very much about um, a lot of times you don't know what you're good at until you try. The things and you're not good at things. Yeah. you got (laughs) to narrow it down and and figure out what interests you and what you are good at. And so this wide variety is helpful Mm -hmm. not just to help them choose a career in the future, but everything about that nourishes them in some respect. Now, what you said about um, starting an interest now, kindling an interest now, reminds me of the other part of this quote that came to mind where it was, I think, um, Charlotte Mason is person-focused, yes, in the here and now, and it's also relationship-focused, and that's so different from information Yeah, so what does that mean, relationship? Okay, let's contrast it to information focused education. Sure. Information focused is here is a body of information that you need to put in your mind and remember. 
And once that body of information has been, quote, learned, you're done with your education, okay? That's not Charlotte Mason. Often that type of approach, though, is what this quote was warning against, that it's just to prepare you for college mm -hmm. or to prepare you for your career. Remember this information for that. And, okay, here's an interesting thought. Often when that's the focus, just that utilitarian focus, mm -hmm. um, that's when you get the question, how am I ever going to use this in real life? Yeah. That it's all about a utilitarian purpose for the information rather than a living idea that is shaping who you are becoming. Yeah. So Charlotte Mason is not information focused. It is relationship focused, which means we are introducing our children to the relation, the, the people, mm -hmm. present and past, and letting them form relationships with people, whether they're living or they meet them in books, wherever they meet them. Um, we are introducing our children to God mm -hmm. and encouraging them to form a relationship with Him. We are introducing our children to the things around them that God made and letting them form relations with those things around them, whether that's science or mathematical laws or mm -hmm. nature or all of those things. And then we're also helping our child form a relationship with himself yeah. and learn his strengths, weaknesses, um, human frailties, how to strengthen his will, those types of things. So those four areas are what Charlotte talked about as relations that our children need to form. And so we are introducing them to these things and letting them start those relationships mm -hmm. now. Yeah. But as you said, some of those relationships are going to really take hold and they'll continue on yeah. to yeah. their high school. I was going to say <laughs> infinity and beyond, but that's not it. No, that's not what I wanted to say. The, yeah. to, to their young adulthood, yeah. to their entire yeah. lives yeah. even. Yeah. So spreading that wide feast is very important yeah. to help them form as many relations as they possibly can. Yeah, I have two examples that came to mind. Mm. So um, things that I did not like that I was dreading teaching my children, and that was English and Shakespeare. Ah. <laughs> and so um, for Shakespeare, you know, I was... in. Uh, following, you know, some of our scope and sequence things. And so, uh, you know, elementary years, we did some good picture books. And then, you know, as they got older, we did, you know, I read the stories and things like that. And so my oldest daughter just gravitated to it. She loved it. She asked for um, uh, the certain book, Charles and Mary Lamb's Yeah, book. Tales from Shakespeare. Yes, that, you know, like that she wanted that book her own, you know, she wanted it to be herself so she could mark in it and all the things. And I'm just thinking like, why does she need to know Shakespeare? <laughs> like, it's fine. We can do without this just because I didn't have a love for it or I was never exposed to it, if that makes sense. So, you didn't have a relationship no, with Shakespeare. No. So, yeah. you know, it started out as the knowledge. Like, I feel like this is something good you should know. Um because I was trusting the methods and the variety mm -hmm. and things like that. And um, now that, you know, she's a senior in high school, you know, she loves Shakespeare. She gets excited when um, anything relates to that. And, you know, right now, I forget which play she's studying, but 
she's like, I've already read this play so many times, and she's trying to dig deeper. Yeah. And so yeah. I just say that as an encouragement to other people that, you know, for this example, it was something I was, you know, a little timid about doing and honestly dreading because I was like, how am I going to teach Shakespeare if I don't know about it you or don't have a relation it. with right. them yourself and it, that comes right. from our own background right we were not taught quote unquote it's not about being taught Shakespeare it's about we were not introduced to Shakespeare right and let to form our own relation with him right so as she has grown up with that uh, relation deepening yes she has inspired that with her siblings like she's mm. kind of encouraged them I mean yeah. Two out of the other three. One of them's like, I don't need Shakespeare. But the, <laughs> especially my youngest, um, they've kind of bonded over that and doing the plays and things like that. So it's, and it's encouraging. It's just like any other relationship in life. Yeah. You know, you can't necessarily pick your child's best friends. Right. But you can introduce good people mm-hmm. into their lives and encourage them to form friendships. How deep each friendship goes has different aspects mm-hmm. of it yeah. uh, that will contribute to yeah. the depth of the relationship for different people. But having those beginning relationships enriches the child's mm-hmm. life now. It's not, well, he's my friend, but he's not a deep friend, so it doesn't count. How deep is this relationship going to go before I decide if we're going to, you know, yeah. it just, there's no comparison between an information-based and a relationship-based yeah. focus. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great example. What was your yeah. other example? So English. I am not a words person. Um, I can do without English. <laughs> I, do ne- <laughs> I never need to diagram a sentence ever. I would be fine with that or analyze a sentence. And so, um, and I'm, I feel like these are probably tied together because her love of Shakespeare has given her love for creative writing and um, writing her own plays or um, being able to communicate well her thoughts and opinions. And so not only um, like with the Shakespeare and the other, you know, good living books and good history books, it has overflowed with her, her love for English and the English language and writing well and be grammatically correct. Like it is deep within her that she is not afraid of English. (laughs) And I did not give that to her. That like I, so I just, you know, first of all, I feel like that's a mercy of the Lord, but also like giving her the variety and letting her form relationships over time. With those good living books. Yes, it has given her a niche that I never would have planned out for her yeah. because they weren't things I liked or didn't have relationships with. So um, I just, those examples came to mind about yeah. um, me feeling inadequate possibly to even teach those subjects, mm-hmm. yet um, it was something she connected with and grew in. And, you know, now I'm like, that's great. And I will clap for her all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Do not ask me to proofread anything. <laughs> you have other so, strengths. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But it's so exciting to hear how those ongoing relationships, Mm -hmm. because her love for Shakespeare Mm -hmm. is not something that was assigned to her. Correct. It's not something that is necessarily going to become a career for her. Right. But it started when Mm -hmm. she was young, and you were reading the narrative versions Mm -hmm. of the plays, Mm -hmm. and it, it nourished her, and she started forming this relation, and it kept going. Mm-hmm. And that's what it means, this quote means yeah. about education as a life now. Yeah. Whatever stage 
of school right. years you might be in, even as an adult, mm -hmm. yeah. we still have life-giving relationships with God, with people, with the things God made, with ourselves. We're continuing to deepen mm -hmm. those. Yeah. And that's what life is all about. Yeah. And back to your quote where it said, you know, it's not this misty thing that's way mm. off in the future. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I can also testify to the fact that, um, especially Emma being my example, you know, the relationship she's formed and treating her like a person, you know, she has connected to the English and the Shakespeare, which has led to theater and choir. And then for her um, high school foreign language, uh, she was allowed to do American Sign Language. And all those things kind of, you know, forming in her heart and mind, you know, she feels really led to do American Sign Language interpreting, which is her whole body, which she's gotten experience with that with theater, using yeah. hands and face, her voice with choir. And I never could have planned that, but just seeing those deep relationships and the things that she has gravitated uh, to has really directed her next decision about if she should pursue something in a career in, you know, ASL. So I just, I say and that. she's a senior this correct, year. Correct, yeah. correct. So I say that, again, as an encouragement that I'm kind of almost on the other side of things, seeing the fruits of the relation focus and the purpose focus that has naturally directed her to make a decision that just supports the things she was already doing and loving. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, you know, it is misty and off and just seems like kind of scary to think about what I'm doing now What's well, it going to look like yes, in the future? Yes, yeah. but if we can keep our mind and heart focused on what we know is true for today, I feel like the Lord blesses the steps and directs them better than I ever could <laughs> because I would have never taught English or Shakespeare. So <laughs> um, so I just feel like that's a, a neat thing to see now that we're kind of on the tail end of her home education with me. Yes, yeah, so. that's exciting. All right. All right, let me read the quote yeah. one more time just to wrap it up again. What we are about is not some misty future preparation for our children. And I will insert this, although Charlotte Mason Education does yes. prepare them well <laughs> for the future. Instead, it, the quote goes on, education is not a life later. It is life now. And that now could be when you're five years old. Mm -hmm. It could be when you're 10 years old. It could be when you're 18. It could be when you're 38. It could be yeah. when you're 58. Uh, life mm -hmm. now, that's person-focused and relationship-focused. Charlotte Mason approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's life a beautiful now. thing. It is. <laughs> it is. Thanks. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.